is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag. Alright, so since that video was made, we have dropped two in a row. <laughs> and it hasn't been fun for us Colts fans. So it hasn't worked out, huh? No, it just it's just not working out, man. It's just not working out. We'll see about it. Oh, so how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just got my hair cut, you know, waking up, had a little bit of a family day. Was watching some Christmas movies and stuff, watching some football. Yeah, we've been doing that too. All all Christmas movies. This house. There you go. Until nighttime and the kids go to bed, then it's not Christmas movies anymore. But <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I think I since you. the last time we did a show, uh, apologize to everybody. I know last week we received some messages that uh, people thought they missed the show last week. Uh, we didn't put out that we weren't doing one because it was Thanksgiving weekend and we all were doing family things. So uh, my apologies. Appreciate everybody looking out though and looking to uh, to hang out with us again. What's up, Chad? Speaking about you, you know, you're the one messaging us. Um, yeah, what's up, Chad? Chad's messaging in the chat. What's up, everybody? It's good to be back. Sorry we missed y'all last week. But like Matt said, yeah, Thanksgiving, you know, we kind of want to get that time with our family. I, I actually, personally, myself, just uh, we had two, one on Thursday, had half of our family working, half present. So we had two, and then another one on Saturday. So that's why we weren't here with you guys. But luckily, that gives us more content for us to talk about for you guys this week. As you guys know, that means two games have went by, so we'll have two to discuss for you guys tonight. Mm. <laughs> and unfortunately, and unfortunately, we lost both. So, you know, yeah. um, and, and, unafor- and unfortunately, I had zero highlights to make a new intro for this week. <laughs> I was hoping that uh, it was going to be, you know, uh, you know, Jeff Saturday beat the Eagles, and then we finally got a win against Pittsburgh. But no, here we are. It's been a uh, been a long time since we've beat Pittsburgh. I think since two thousand eight, and still haven't done that. And Philly, we dropped a. Dropped it by one point, you know. So, so far, the NFC East can only beat us by one. Uh, So, that leads into my score prediction for tomorrow night. We're going to lose 17-16 to the Dallas Cowboys uh, because that's just the NFC East trend. But, yeah, man, if you want to go ahead and jump on in on Philly. (laughs) Yeah, um, so, yeah, let's just uh, start for full disclosure. Coles fans out there, don't get pissed off at me, but uh, I am at the point where I'm – I'm kind of getting over being upset over losing some of these games, and I'm starting to get ready to start looking at some of them them draft spot rankings of where we are. Um, 
So I know all Colts fans have all have their own opinions of who we're going to draft, but let's just make sure we remember we're not part of front, the front office and nothing that we sit here and say is going to matter. So, you know, let's just root for the Colts and hope they get somebody that you like. And if not, let's root for them either way. Um, but, yeah, like Matt said, right on in the Philly, a one-point loss. Um, this was something uh, – it was it was pretty tough for me to watch because of the fact that um that that last play of that drive well first of all let's start with the drive for the Eagles in the fourth quarter anyway um we have a chance to make them drive the length of the field uh um Hurst throws the deep ball Zaire Franklin thinks he's beat tackles the receiver and we get offensive pi and we put him our defensive pi and we put him right into the red zone. Um, and then came the defensive play. We got actually got them all the way to third down, and we had a really good shot to try and close out that game. And uh, the call was, um, if you guys have watched it or not, I'm not sure, but pretty much it was pretty much a QB sneak, Jalen Hurts right up the middle. And uh, Zaire Franklin spoke, spoke on it, and he basically said that he didn't want to leave his DBs out there with the multiple set of receivers and didn't want them to get beat across the middle. So that's why he spread it out wide, and, and that's what, what the call was on the field. Um, me personally, in that situation, when you have a running quarterback, your first threat is the quarterback. So I don't care if he – if like if you're facing a, a Peyton Manning, a Tom Brady, whoever, a pocket passer, let's take our chances with that fade out there. But in this case, we left it wide open, and we let Jalen Hurts walk in. And at that point, I knew the game was over. We There was no way we were going to – make a 60 yard drive, even though we should be able to in that situation and get a field goal. But at that point, I thought the game was over. I did not personally like the defensive call. I wish um, Gus would have told one of those linebackers, your keys hurts, but we didn't. Yeah, that didn't, that, that to me didn't make any sense. And then Buckner even made comments about how he, uh, he just, for some reason, didn't feel QB sneak coming, which I don't know, man, that seemed like the whole defense was in debacles on that play. And ultimately, I mean, on that on that last series, man, I mean, that whole game was just mistake after mistake after mistake. Uh, less on the defense, more on the offense, but then it kind of bled into the defense at the end when the defense is just trying to save the game ultimately at the end. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a tough one. Me, see me basically, like, I, I just felt like when I, when I seen our defensive uh, uh, alignment when we came out, it just pretty much like it brought me to something as easy as Madden. Like yeah. you looked at your defensive lineman and you saw your linebackers literally damn near almost outside the hashes on both sides. And I'm thinking to myself, and this is just as a fan, I, I don't, I'm not going to call myself a casual because I'm pretty knowledgeable about the game, but it's just like the first thing that comes to your mind is you're too wide. So, yep. um, I just that that was just a disappointing way to lose. Yeah, I think that's what we get a lot as Colts fans. You think about the way we lost to Washington, disappointing. Think about the way we lost to the Eagles, disappointing. The way we lost to Tennessee, both times. Disappointing. Like both it's times. just like it's just like that's just, the way our even, games always come out. It's not even like a tough loss for us. It's even, like a disappointing one. Even even tying <sighs> in week one. It's just uh, this whole season's just been disappointment after disappointment, and then. Uh, we get shut out by Jacksonville, and then we kind of go and beat Kansas City somehow, and we're all like, "Oh, maybe, maybe we are going to be good." But not. Then you go back and you watch that tape, and you're like, "Oh, we didn't even play good in that game either." <laughs> so we got lucky, and then we beat Denver, and we realize, "Oh shit, we got lucky." So it's like, 
realistically, without some some uncharacteristic things, we'd we'd really be sitting at what two at, at two least. nine and one. Yeah, two nine I mean, and one. Either, we could best. either be that, or we could be nine one and one. <laughs> yeah, like that's hey, how disappointing our season has been on either any ends of it. We got a uh, Chad chimed in here. Uh, he said it's been a struggle all year, and yeah, it most definitely has. Uh, he says we are still terrible on offense all around, but our D line, our defense is pretty good. Yeah, that's the tough part. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, Ashley says our defense can take us to a Super Bowl. Our offense is a top five pick. Hey, after today, we may need that top five pick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's rough. It is it is rough. I think. Hi, uh, Kate. Yeah, what's up, Kate? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it it's been a it's been a real um tough one. Not gonna lie to you guys. Uh, I think. Me and Matt have probably beat this ad nauseum, but it's just like we we went too long on the experiment of quarterbacks of trying to make this work. And uh, I'm going to be truthfully honest with you guys. When we got Phillip Rivers, I was iffy about it. Um, When we traded for Carson Wentz, I was excited, and that ended up getting us to nine wins, but it didn't work out in the end. When we got Matt Ryan, I was iffy about it again and didn't know if it it, it was going to work out. Um, So... It's just kind of we've been on this QB carousel, and we, we probably should have stopped it as soon as, like, after Phillip Rivers. I mean, like, it, you can only do so much when you're trying to work with a 30-year-old 30, 30 quarter 37-year-old quarterback um, instead of just trying to keep – I don't even know what to call it. Like, it's not even bridging it along or anything. Like, just continuously rolling that snowball down the, vil- the hill until eventually it wiped us out. My issue with the thing was was I, I, I said it when we signed Philip Rivers, and I'll say it again now. The Philip Rivers signing set us back more than Andrew Luck retiring did. Which one? The Philip Rivers signing. And the, the reason that one signing? set us when we signed Philip Rivers, the reason that one set us back further than when Andrew Luck retired is because after Andrew Luck retired and Jacoby Brissett played that season, we still had a potential – to get a quarterback in the draft. Instead, we signed Phillip Rivers with a guy who potentially was going to retire after his first season, which was, if that was even in the in the mind or a thought process with signing him, we should have never signed him to begin with. Because at that point, you're looking for a guy who's going to continue to play. And instead, you know, we, we signed Phillip Rivers, takes us to the playoffs, we lose in the playoffs, and then he retires, and now we're set back again. And we're not in a good spot to draft a quarterback. So ultimately, that's what set us back. Carson Wentz, I personally feel like should still be here, in my opinion. Uh, I understand <clears throat> some issues that we don't see as fans, I guess, where Ursay for some reason didn't like how he dropped the ball, Carson Wentz dropped the ball, and then the defense has dropped the ball at the same time. But somehow the defense not playing well was all on Carson Wentz. The whole thing was a mess. Jim Irsay panicked. And it then, was just a displacement of accountability. Right. And and if Carson was here, maybe we wouldn't be this bad, in my opinion. I think we would have some continuity from last year. Uh, more <laughs> chemistry with the receivers. And then, yeah, possibly signing Dan Marino this offseason. You know, probably no, I, was, uh, I was laughing at Kay's comment. She said uh, the tie set the mood for the season. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, it fucking did. Because that first half, 
I'm sitting there like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> the second half is like, okay, hell yeah, let's go. And then we tie, and it's like, I don't know how to feel about this Colts team right now. Um, yeah, I really didn't know. I really didn't know. And then Jacksonville, <clears throat> when we got shut out, I was like, so this is what it's going to be this year. This well, is what uh, it's going to be. Ch- Chad, you said Manning with a question. Um, if you want to elaborate on, I think he met. Talking. I think he met who our next quarterback was going to be. Jimmy oh yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, I, I got the list going right now. It could be Aaron Rodgers. It could be Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, it's a couple of different guys of who it is, but I promise you guys, I would not be too happy if we, nope. if we anybody, uh, anybody trying to, keep trying to keep trying to spread the wheels on on whoever could be the the next bridge guy or whatever. The only the only vet that I'll take right now is Lamar Jackson if he walks away from Baltimore. That's it. That's the only one. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not taking. Hey, I'll uh, take. Uh, I'll also take uh, Joey Burrow or um, or uh, uh, God damn it. I'm meaning Herbert. Justin I'm Herbert. If one of them teams don't decide to pay their quarterback. <laughs> I'm meaning. I'm meaning those who who are most likely leaving their team. Joe Burrow's not going anywhere. Yeah, and, no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Neither you know, Justin you, Herbert. You never know when one team might be stupid enough to think like, "Hey, I'm not going to pay this guy," so somebody else takes. Right, it looks like it's about to be Baltimore. Oh no, uh, Chad said. Uh, uh, Ashley was asking what jersey I was wearing. You said Peyton. Oh yeah, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Got the DeForest Buckner on. Um, I typically try and try and wear the guy's jersey who I think uh, is playing really well that week. Um, and then uh, I mean, honestly, if they if they if they give us a really key matchup to win, is what I usually wear my jerseys for. I got I got a large jersey collection. Yeah, me, yeah, me too. I'm gonna wear my tomorrow <laughs> though. Just because he's our—he's one of our most consistent players. I'm definitely wearing Buck. I'll probably end up wearing a JT jersey tomorrow, though, just because I think he got a good chance to go off for like 200 yards. But I also wouldn't be surprised if he only goes off for 60. For some reason, uh, uh, Parks Frazier last week caught a case of the Franks. I mean, he—I mean, he—he he has a chance. He has a chance to go off every week <laughs> if you use him. Yeah, exactly. That's why I say he caught a case of the Franks when you're only giving a guy limited carries. Just like, jeez. Yeah, man. Last week, last week was so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So just uh, some 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 more things from the the Philly and um Colts game, uh, against the Eagles. Um, so yeah, uh, I thought we had a really good shot there. I never thought that game was gonna be some type of blowout. I thought it'd be a typically co- uh, close game. Um, but I think we just we just didn't capitalize on a lot of things that we could have done against the Eagles. Um, we we forced them to punt a lot of times. Um, they weren't really getting the plays they were normally getting. I mean, Jalen Hurts was pretty good in that game, but uh, we had the force fumble on AJ Brown. Um, our, our defense has just been holding up their end of the bargain for too long, pretty much, without our offense being able to give them some help. Um, just uh. Just didn't capitalize on a lot of things, and uh, yeah, Chad says the missed field goal, and 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 it, it sucks to sit there and try and blame it on a kicker when your defense literally could have just stopped them from driving. I mean, we had uh, two, I would say, two specific chances to stop them, and it was on the third and long where we got the p the pi, and then uh, giving up that touchdown. So. <clears throat> We had a couple of different shots, and I mean, if you look at our season, that's literally been every game. So it's either been miscues or, or, or chances where we didn't knock the opportunity and we didn't make it happen. And so, um, so there were some good things to see from there. But again, I mean, our offense, dude, our offense is just, it's just 
it's gross to watch. Like, you know what it is? Is I know you listen to Rick Venturi as much as I do, and defenses are literally playing the same defense against us every week. The and double somehow, Yep, and somehow we still have not figured out how to play against it. Honestly, if you um, who was it? It was uh, uh, what was the team? So a team came out. Uh, uh oh, the Packers versus the Eagles. So what it was the. It was the first drive by the Packers. Um, they had a really good drive. And the second drive, the Eagles immediately switched up what they were doing. And so did the Packers. They changed the running scheme from what they were running. And it's just crazy to see, to me, that teams make adjustment like that, and we don't. Like, we have not adjusted our run scheme. We've barely tried anything different. We haven't tried any outside tackles. We haven't tried any power out uh, power out there. Um, it's just, like, I, I don't know if it's either the players that we have don't fit to, to ch- adjust and make different um, run schemes or, or whatever it is, but we just haven't adjusted to anything. anything. That's been awesome. I, I, I agree. I agree. See, I've been watching every game has been frustrating when it comes to that, like, even last week, we struggled to move the ball, but we kept doing the same, the same shit. I mean, let's say, let's look at that first drive, right? Matt throws an incompletion, then he throws an interception on the second play of the game. That that interception alone just shows part of the struggle of what this team has gone through this year offensively. When you had two receivers standing two yards from each other, mm-hmm. literally. That I mean, both routes were about to collide. Matt throws it in a spot that's catchable by Michael Pittman, and Michael Pittman continues to go backwards rather than come forward. So seeing so seeing Matt's frustration on that play alone for Michael Pittman was kind of justified considering if you look at the way that route was supposed to be ran, he did not complete that route. But at the same time, that play design was just ugly. It was just hideous. I, I would I never put a receiver, two receivers in the same area. That's not what their jobs are. You know, and if I you mean, look you at don't other, even get the space for it, you end up leaving two defenders in that same area too. Right. Well, somehow <laughs> we only had one defender in that area at that time, and he was he came along, came away with the interception. But yeah. if you look at more plays from last week, uh, multiple plays, whoever's designing them, they need to they need to go and read up uh, football plays for dummies because none of the routes were opening up anything for anybody. They all were just kind of placed there it was like there's there's no strategically placed routes on these yeah, awesome like, plays yeah like if you look at our play calling we have no uh what they call high lows we have right. no <laughs> we have no route concepts that are designed well um that, that's another frustrating thing it's just like I, I don't know if that's frank's playbook that's already been designed so it's tough to really get out of it or whatnot but it's just like that's that's another reason why i want us to hire a guy like um harbaugh or be enemy and where we can get a really good offensive mind, but at the same time, I'm kind of like a defensive guard, just a really a, a good leader who can hire some good coordinators that can put our players in a position to succeed. Um, before we slip over it real quick, Chad was saying, um, who would you start at QB this week? And honestly, Matt Chad, Ryan. I'm going to keep starting Matt Ryan because he gives us the best chance to lose. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Colts fans, but I mean, honestly, it's like, it's just, I mean, I, I've never been sold on Sam. I thought his one good start he had was a good one. Um, but I've always thought he'd be a solid backup QB, and I felt like he was always somebody that we should keep, draft to compete with him. 
Um, but then if you look at like what was it uh, the, the the drive that put me to bed against the Eagles was um, I want to say it was our drive right right before the Steelers got the ball back uh, in the second quarter before we went down sixteen to three. We came out and we immediately threw the ball. I think it was an incomplete pass. We came out. Of, I wanted to record this drive for you guys, Matt, in, the, in our group uh, with Matt, Damon, Trev, and Ashley, and the guys. Um, but yeah, uh, it was incomplete pass. I think we threw it again. It was like a short screen for like zero gain, and we threw the ball in the first two plays. And I just immediately, I slapped the hell out of whatever I was sitting next to, and I'm just like, why are we not running the ball, dude? I don't care if we run it fifty fucking times. It, it was just, it was just frustrating. That's, and, that's what and, made that's what made no sense last week. None. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jonathan Taylor was averaging over five and a half yards of carry last week, and didn't we stopped giving it to him? Yeah, dude. It, it, we 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 ran him all the way down to their fifteen yard line, and then took him out, and then the then the drive stalled. It made no sense to. You know, get all the way, to, get all the way down there. We get all the way down there, and then all of a sudden, it's we, he comes off the field, and guess what? Three and out. Because because Deion Jackson doesn't pose a threat, right? So Zach Moss doesn't pose a threat. So when they go in there for the run game, or when they go in on offense, defenses know we're about to pass it. So then they send the pass rush, and then Matt Ryan gets sacked, or he exactly. throws two incompletions. You know, and it's just – it's ridiculous. It's like – they the, Jonathan Taylor is a guy that can be on the field the whole offensive series. There's no reason to take that guy off. He'll be on the field the whole damn game. Like, don't no, take no, him no. out unless he unless he tap his helmet and say, give me a break. Yeah, hey, man, my, my ankle hurts. Or, hey, man, I'm fucking tired. Like, yeah, let me take yeah. two plays off and I'll be right back. Like, Yeah, there's no reason to take him out. Like, it's – Shit, at this point, you might as well call a timeout if he need a damn breath. Yeah, he's 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 the guy. Like he's the I mean, only the only I mean, positive thing going on offensively. I mean, honestly, like, give give some give some credit to Jelani Woods. Give some credit to you know Paris for his season this year, which he was kind of. I didn't. I don't even remember him catching anything last week either. He had a uh, I want to say three catches for like thirty four yards. And I mean, honestly, like that's another reason why I said Matt Ryan gives us the best chance to lose. I mean, dude, if we had a legit quarterback, there's no way in my mind that somebody could sit here and tell me we don't have weapons to succeed. I mean, it's just, it's just this this offense, dude. I mean, this offense is just ugly, ugly. Like, some sometimes the decision making even makes you think. Like when we were watching when the Steelers game and the Colts game was on, I'm literally like sitting there watching and thinking. Like even after the game, like if you were to just look at the stats, you think did the Colts have the rookie and did the Steelers have the 15 year vet? Because that's how the stats felt. It's just, I mean, it's 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 not a good offense to watch at all. It's just that's facts. Awful. So, so Chad puts in the comments here, he says, you can see the rookie, so to speak, in Parks Frazier. Some questionable calls and the time management by Jeff. Complete team loss. That time management was the most frustrating thing I think I've seen this year. I, I looked at the clock after a certain play, and I noticed the clock was still winding down. And I was like, what is happening? And they were moving so slowly to the, to the huddle, to the line of scrimmage, whatever. No, and no then, sense of urgency. No sense of urgency whatsoever. And then Matt Ryan scrambles on second down, and I'm like, okay, this is the time you call timeout. This is it. You have to use your timeout here. Doesn't use timeout. 
hands off a stupid ball to freaking Jonathan Taylor and he gets stuffed. And then we do a piss poor design on the sideline. Paris Campbell. I, I don't understand. <laughs> Matt Ryan shouldn't have been looking downfield at that point. Me, I'm just passing it to get the first down. Get to the sticks. Know where the sticks are. That's all you needed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of on a different side of that one. Uh, I don't really – the timeout thing wasn't the um, – the clock management thing wasn't one of the biggest deals to me because when we turned over the ball on, on fourth down – it was literally still like 30 seconds left, and we were at like the 20, 30-yard line. So that wasn't the big thing to me. The big thing was to me was the play calling again. We're not like – like the way we call plays, like I don't know if you guys remember, but if you think back to 2020, think about all the route concepts that Phillip Rivers had. There was almost always a guy running across his face. Like if you guys remember, we did not have that many yards or plays over 20 yards outside of what Jonathan Taylor was doing that year. And the the play design and the concepts that we do are a lot of outside the numbers type routes. And we'll sh- sometimes have like a slant or an in route or something. It's always something outside or there's like some screen coming backwards or something. So there's not a lot of plays for Matt Ryan to sit in the pocket and hit somebody right in front of his face. And it just makes it so difficult because what teams are doing is, is since the preseason, like if you watch the preseason, you can kind of tell what teams are doing because it's like, okay, look, if we blitz five, this Colts offensive line isn't playing well. And then Matt Ryan can't move. So it's like, that was my problem. The play calling. We're not calling. We're like, we're like calling plays to help our receivers. But we're not calling plays to fit the quarterback. And so that's the problem that I'm seeing with it. I didn't really – it wasn't really the clock management. Yes, Jeff Saturday probably should have called timeout because, you know, at that point you want to get your best play ready. You want to be ready for that that third down or fourth down, whatever it may be. Um, but it was really just, the, to me, the play calls that we were going with. And um, Ashley actually comments on that here. She says that, that DPI wasn't called. Um, I mentioned it before the ref talked about it. He said it wasn't pass interference. It wasn't a Pete and receiver who catching the ball. It was uncatchable. And then he also wasn't contacted in the, um, enough to call pass interference. So, I mean, one way or another, you could call it whatever you want, but the refs had already saved us on the drive before <laughs> and kept the drive alive on a, on a questionable pass interference. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to go make plays and you can't look for the ref. Uh, Chad asked if we read the article about Reggie Wayne talking about how Pierce is progressing. I have not seen it. I have um, uh, I did see that, that, that one. Um, so it's pretty much the same thing. Reggie's been coaching uh, to Alec pretty much all year. It's kind of getting to a point where I'm looking for Alec to, you know, turn into his own. Cause it seems like this has been a thing since the preseason or whatever. Um, Reggie Wayne just said, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, they asked him if it was the rookie wall that is holding Alec Pierce back. And it's really just kind of himself. Like, if you look at, like, some of the other guys that get drafted in, like, the second round or whatever, they kind of come in with a chip on their shoulder. Alec, to me, doesn't really seem like he has a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't really seem hungry to play. Like, when you watch a guy like George Pickens and they're throwing him high point balls and stuff like that and and running them on go routes and running them on slants, like he's damn near their number one receiver. It's not like a a physical or ability thing with Alec Pierce. It's more of a want thing. 
Like he gotta want the ball. He gotta go battle for the ball. Like a lot of these plays, there's some balls that he goes up for, and it's more like with one hand, and he's kind of looking over to the ref. Just put both of your fucking hands up and go catch the ball, dude. You got the vertical for it. You got the size for it. You got the speed for it. Um, and and that's the thing. He he he's got to battle a little bit more personally. Um, and that's basically what Reggie Wayne was saying in the article. It's not a it's not a rookie wall. It's just him. Like you got to go get the ball. You got to want it. Yeah, that's facts. Um, uh, Ashley's asking. Come... Ashley's, asking Ashley's asking about Zach Wilson. No, I don't want Zach Wilson at all. No, I don't need that crap. Um. Zach said, which, uh, which comment? the top it's one. A, yeah. This is the one at the top after Ashley says everybody wants Foles. Okay. Here and we we're go. done with Nick Foles. I mean, we all said it before we even fucking signed him. Dude should never even came. Yeah. Either. That dude only came for Frank crazy. Wright and Frank Wright's not here. So at this point, might as well just cut him. Um, Zach said it's the same offense. And I personally don't think Park's confident enough to make those adjustments on offense. Uh, Colts offense not having a true OC is killing us. Also, Jeff isn't here to be the Colts savior. He's there to report to Ursay on who's here for the future and who wants out. Um, so to respond to some of that, I, I do uh, particularly agree with Zach. Honestly, we don't know who our um our play designer is anymore <laughs> because our play designer was supposed to be um our guy that got fired first. Marcus Brady. Marcus Brady. That was supposed to be our play designer. And then Frank got fired. So it was like we lost our offensive coordinator and our designer. So I don't know who's designing the plays for Zach. So it might be uh, for uh, for Parks. Um, but it, it's me- probably making it a little bit more difficult on him to make the game plan and have to call the play. So I don't know who's necessarily doing that. Um, but honestly, that's not going to help us. But either way, it still looks like Frank Wright's offense. And then – um. That Saturday isn't here to be the savior part. Uh, honestly, he was Ursay's savior. <laughs> I mean, Ursay thought this thing was going to work out or whatever. I'm, I don't know how Ursay necessarily feels about it. He hasn't really spoke since the hiring or whatever. It'd be nice to see how he feels about how Jeff has been doing. But it'd probably be a cliche anyway. But I will say, from what I've seen so far, I can tell you this. Um, Jeff Saturday won't be back as the head coach of Indianapolis Colts. And so... That's what I can say for that. I don't personally think Jeff was hired just to do report back to Ursay because obviously a, a guy who takes a, a high school coaching position is a guy who wants to do coaching for a career now that he's you know not a player anymore. And if you do that at, to just report back to Ursay, that's one of those things where you, you're pretty much damaging your chances of becoming a head coach in the future. A lot of guys don't get this opportunity more than once. So I'm pretty sure he's probably giving it his all, but – like, like we've already talked about, he's a head coach without a play designer, without a real offensive coordinator. He hasn't named an offensive coordinator. He just has someone who calls plays. That's Parks. Parks isn't the offensive coordinator. We don't have one. Exactly. That's that's where the issue's lying right now. We're, we're literally shorthanded two coaches. Our, like, our play calling is literally just like, hey, go on Frank's playbook and see what plays look legit. That's, that's what <laughs> it is right now. That's really what it is. I mean, that's <laughs> – we, we're, we're down two coaches offensively. And that that's the, and you can see it. Our offense hasn't gotten any better. The offensive line, in my opinion, has improved, and that's fine. But the offense as a whole, these play designs, nah. Even Matt Ryan's vision is terrible. And I think Zach makes a comment even further down that says 
the Colts believe uh, Mack can still stretch the field. Rivers couldn't throw past 30 yards. Everything was over the middle, which is true, uh, 100%. But I don't think Matt Ryan can stretch the field because Matt Ryan tried to launch the ball and threw it 25 yards. It looked like he gave it his all last week when he yeah, threw see, that ball. Where I'm at with that is, like, regardless of Matt Ryan's arm strength, regardless of what the Colts believe, defenses don't believe it. Who cares yeah. what you think is a franchise? If the players right. on the field don't believe what you're putting on the field, all you're doing is putting that Jonathan Taylor at more risk. Like, think about how many times we saw JT in the open field last year versus this year. Carson Wentz made it made some dumb plays, but teams knew that Carson Wentz was going to push that fucking ball if you left him one-on-one. And, and this year, JT is not getting any lanes to run, and now we got – our best player would have hurt ankle for most of the year. And it's like, geez, dude, what are you trying to do? You're either going to kill Jonathan Taylor with this shit or you're going to keep believing in the guy. I don't want to call him a noodle arm, but teams just don't believe in it. I mean, I mean and, it, and it's and it's because you can simply watch tape and see it. I mean, every time Matt Ryan throws a simple out route, and I'm talking a five to five to eight yard out, when he throws it to the sideline, that ball looks like it takes forever to get there. I mean, you don't see any zip. Nothing. There's no zip. There's no power in the ball. There's nothing. There's no velocity. There's nothing going on with these throws. They're just like playing pitch and catch. And 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 that's why I still think if, if Carson Wentz was still here this year. We're not having a lot of these problems. We're not having a lot of these problems. Nope. Because for one, he's make he's gonna he's gonna extend the plays. <laughs> he's gonna make things happen. Honestly, if, if Carson Wentz was still here, we'd probably have four losses that we're blaming on him. And that'd be it because he probably did something stupid, but we still have like seven wins. So, I mean, like, Max. it's just, it's just, it's just tough to watch sometimes you guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's a tough part. Ashley, uh, Ashley says we do get Quiddy K, Quiddy Hay back. I'm actually pretty excited about that. I've been loving Quiddy all this year. He's actually looked like he's starting to contain edges a little bit better this year. Um, that's been something good to see, and then his sack numbers are going up. So I think we did find something in Quiddy there. Hopefully he could just get back to being healthy with a couple of other pieces here. And then Zach says Wentz has a crazy deep ball. What's his best throw? Yeah, yeah, I definitely missed that. And I think he'd be really good with um with a healthy Campbell, with Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman. I think that was something that we were missing last year. And I think Wentz would have really had a shot to, to you know, maybe solidify himself or, you know, bid him brisk QB be for us and have us not looking this terrible. I mean, he wasn't even terrible when he went over to Washington. Exactly. The first couple games. Well, no, when I said terrible, terrible, I mean like how we terrible we look right now. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm just saying Carson Wentz wasn't even bad. He just got hurt, and then uh, Heineke stepped in and played great. So with Heineke playing great, it kind of like just made Carson Wentz look like he was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So it's gonna it's gonna keep building on for the uh wins haters. And so uh yeah, so let's get to um game number two um against the Steelers. Uh this game, I'm not gonna lie to you guys, I had to go back and watch the film on this one. I actually had to watch the uh the live game all over again because I went to sleep about the second quarter. Um when we went down sixteen to three, I, I just I ain't going to lie to you guys. I was hurt about that that one to the Steelers. Um, I thought the Steelers were just as bad like the Raiders. They didn't have the offense. Their defensive rushing game or run-stopping game wasn't good. Their cornerbacks were playing some of the worst passing defenses in the league. Um, I just thought this was one of those games where the Colts just come out and they get right. You know, 
one of those get right games where you go up and you beat up on a team that should be worse than you are. And um and we just didn't do any of that. Our 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 hey, what's up, Damon? Damon's just doing a party. Hey, um so yeah, Damon, I'm just getting into the Steelers game. We just left the, the Eagles from last week. A little bit of conversation. Um, but yeah, um I just thought the Colts didn't do any of that. We let Kenny Pickett go out and look like a Hall of Famer against us. Um we uh we let Najee Harris run the ball with I, I don't I don't know if he had a broken foot or he had a hip injury or something, but we let Najee Harris get off against us. Um and he was hurt the whole game, and then we let their backup running back, Benny Snell, who's been there for years and literally done nothing, and we let him go off. Um and I just really thought we did not take advantage of that Steelers game, so I had to go watch him, go back and watch the film, and uh, and it just really pissed me off that we consistently come out in these passing offense to act like we're going to keep throwing the ball at people, and we should be running the ball on weak run defenses like like tomorrow. We're going to come out, we're going to throw the ball, and we should run the ball. So that's just what happened for me. I like I like how you brought up Snell. Snell didn't have a single carry this season. Until he played against us. And we made him look like Jerome Bettis. <laughs> yeah, we did. Not even that. He looked like Le'Veon. He yeah. looked like Le'Veon Bell in his prime. Like he multi-purpose back. Yeah, hesitating and, and then and then hitting the hole as soon as it opened. Like he was just stutter step left and right. Oh my god, I was I was getting so frustrated. And yeah. That was ridiculous. But honestly, that's to me, that's just Mike Tomlin knowing how to beat us for some reason. Knowing how to beat a rookie head coach and a rookie play caller. Yep. Mike Tomlin knew what he was doing when he came into this game. Oh, oh, Matt, before you go deep, a little bit deeper in this, I just want to let everybody know, I'm pretty sure T.J. Watt had no sacks and we still lost. <laughs> but go ahead, Matt. That's facts. <laughs> that's facts, actually. That's facts. That's facts. Damon, let's hear from Damon. Let's hear that voice. I got a question. How much of defensive struggle – let's just be real. Okay, Steelers, not a great offense by any stretch of imaginations. How much of the defensive struggle do you blame on offense, keeping them on the field pretty much the whole game versus the vertical passing attack? Because let's just get to the point. Kenny got beat, and Kenny got beat bad. And You're talking uh, about their offense versus our defense. Their, their, right? their yeah. offense versus our defense, absolutely. How much – do you blame defensive struggles on our end? Because I thought that was the first time that our defense got – Hosed, like so, I, all over the field. I, I I usually blame when our defense starts to struggle. I usually blame about twenty percent on the defense and eighty percent on the offense not moving the ball. Last week I blamed eighty or you know twenty percent on the defense and eighty percent on Kenny Moore. Yeah, me um personally, I thought um I put it all in our offense. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm making excuses for our defense, but they were on the field. Like when I went back and watched the film, they were on the field field for like the whole damn game like first, the first half, half especially Ooh. first half yeah the first half i think our offense had a total of like three minutes on offense yeah but so but here's, but here's the, the game and your offense is off the field for 27 minutes your defense playing 27 mike, minutes and a half mike tomlin exploited kenny moore I mean, yeah, I'm, he, I'm not trying to, I'm not, he, I'm not resolving Kenny. I'm just met the defense as a whole. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm just yeah. saying Kenny Moore, somebody, Mike Tomlin saw something on tape about Kenny Moore and he attacked it. No, he said, oh, he wants to get paid. Let me go after him. <laughs> yeah. And, and he got beat by a, a tight end. Yeah. 
in every ma- in, in, in every form too. Over the mid, the over the middle stuff. It was, yeah, was killer. It was, it was it, out routes. It was corner routes. It was in routes. It was curls. It was at posts. It was everything. Then, you can beat I, by everything. I hate to bring it up, but the injury. I mean, it still makes zero sense to me. He went knee to knee. He went knee to knee, and now they're saying it's a shin injury or, or something completely different well, than what the actual ago, injury two weeks implicated. Ago it was a hip. Two weeks ago it was a hip. This week it was a shin. I don't you, want to get too know, much into the injury report, but it was pretty weird to me that he gets out on a goal I'm line gonna, front and they score I'm, the next I'm play. Gonna say, I'm going to say what what um, I don't think any of us have talked about all week. Kenny Moore doesn't fit this scheme. He doesn't fit. Yep, he doesn't fit it. And it, it clearly shows when he had – when Iberflus was coaching, he fit that zone scheme. You know, he was making plays on it. We, yeah, we, we that still didn't. Then we had to go blitz. back to that first game against the Raiders last year because it didn't seem like it seemed like his fit fell off then. Uh, he got beat by I don't know, man. That's yeah. you're, you're nitpicking one game. I'm just saying, from what it looks like for his whole career, he was successful in the zone blitz type scheme where he was used on the edge, played zone, he played in the flats. Right. He didn't have to play downfield. Well, no, no, he, no. So I meant I meant going back to last year. Yeah, versus that's Raiders I, and then versus Jacksonville. Both those games, he just. Like it looked like yeah. whatever his issue was. Yeah. That's now. That looks like when he fell off. Oh, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know okay. if the scheme changed then. I, or like, I forgot what last year's schedule was. I yeah, couldn't it remember was, when we played the Raiders. Yeah, no, it's because we played the Raiders <laughs> twice. Yeah, so we play them every we, fucking year. So it's, yeah, it's like we went good, and then he hit this wall, and the Raiders, Jags, and then just Kenny, just just and. Because uh, what it was, weird. was I think Jacksonville exploited what he is not good at, and that's playing downfield. Or Raiders did it first, and then Jacksonville. Because yeah. uh, he's not he a must. downfield corner. He's not. No. All of but his a- success had come with the linebacker area. That's why I said we should switch to the 3-4. That's where I was going play next. like that 3-5-3 three, three style defense and let him play that hybrid style linebacker. He's the best tackler safety. on our team. Yeah, one he's the best. I, he's, he's one of the best. Oh, fuck that, bro. He ain't a linebacker. <laughs> we don't need him to then you, tackle. Then you, put him, then you put him. Then you put him. as a three-five-three stacked safety. It's a hybrid safety. I That's mean, all. Whatever, whatever all we gotta do. A hybrid safety in that scheme, in a three-four scheme, is a linebacker safety. It's just, it's just saying yeah. that he's a smaller linebacker who can tackle, and he's Fast. not meant for coverage. So. To me, that is the position Kenny Moore needs to play, and that's how we keep him relevant. You put him in coverage, man, man, on anybody, he's getting he's exploited. Getting he's, he's getting, getting beat. Killed. I never liked the, him in man coverage. Demi, you had any other further comments outside of that question? Um, I mean, we just abandoned the run game extremely. We we abandoned the run game, and we we go by it. We're we're passing on all three downs, um, and we just keep having to play behind the sticks. I mean. It doesn't help when you already have a, a young offensive line, specifically on the on the left side outside of Q, especially where you you get yourself in a second and fifteen on a false start, and now you're throwing the ball again. So we just got to run the ball in first and second down. I don't think any of us would get mad if we ran the ball five times in a row. Nope, you know, not at all. <laughs> I, I, I don't when, think not and, when your running backs averaging five and a half yards. So a I actually, let, I actually let me make this statement. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Let me make this statement. This whole we've got to stop this whole. Oh, we got to save JT's legs for what? We're four and seven for what? We're not going to playoffs. Yeah, if we're what? gonna save it, if we're gonna save his legs, keep his ass on the bench. He don't need to be on the field. What's Derrick Henry doing? Still taking thirty carries a game. Thirty years old, Facts. zero. And, and get, after a literally career-altering injury, 
Zero. So this whole, we got to save his legs. We can't run him three or four downs in a row. JT is a specimen, okay? Ooh, more physical. Him. More physical. I'll, I'll argue more physical and more physically talented than Derrick Henry. So we've just got to start running this man three or four times a game, which is why I want to bring up two later. I'm, I'm open to bringing in another running back, if that's the case, because I don't think our personnel right now matches what we need. Just my opinion. Hey, I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, let's uh, let's get Saquon Barkley and put him together with JT. You feel me? And we had a best uh, backfield in the league. But um, yeah. So I actually want to comment on that because you you brought up a great point there when you were talking about the carries. So uh, me and Matt uh, had this number before. It was about 23 to 27 passes for Matt Ryan, and it was over 20 carries or 20 touches for JT. So JT had 22 touches. Matt Ryan had 30 34 passes. I think the problem was there was the 34 passes for Matt should come back down to that 27, which is what we had versus the Steelers, the 34, um, and then JT only having 22 carries. Um, I, I, I wish I could say we we're using him too much for him to be tired and be off the field, but that's not what it is. Like, we're just not using the guy correctly. Like it's like for some reason, like what Frank said before, he was like, I have to start learning to that I can use my best players all the time. And I don't understand why it's rocket why science. Why would you say that? On the staff. Exactly. It's like it's like it's rocket science for them to know you hey, hey, you got a playmaker? Use them. It's like rocket science for them to understand that shit. So um that's one of those frustrating things, and I and I wish we would really just like get this through whoever's calling the plays, whoever's calling the personnel. Hey, JT, twenty five carries at least. Like I mean, my guy is at a career of I want to I want to say it was five point six or five point one. One of those five point six five point one yards per carry for his career. Even this year, in a down year for the entire offense, he's still at four point eight. So I mean. It, it, I, I'm, it's just it, it's frustrating for me because I'm not a head coach. I'm not a play caller. I've never done anything on an NFL level. But I can sit here and tell you, get this man the goddamn football. Right. And I don't want to bring up another can of worms here, but I know me and Matt talked about it a lot earlier in the year. We're sick and tired of everything out of shotgun. But truthfully, mass mobility limits us. Like, like we, we cannot take – we cannot – as a, I, and I hope y'all feel the same way I do. If I see a, if I see like a, um, a forty sixty defense, I'm expecting a sack. If if I see if I see any any sort of load in the box, and I know Every it's going to be a throw, I know it's a sack. Matt's going to have his back turned to the line in about five seconds. Trying to run dropping. around like he fucking passed the homes or something, bro. He's dropping. So and and don't open this can of worms, but I got to bring it up. Why did the Sam Ellinger experience not last longer? It should have. That game back, him going with Matt against Oakland and him winning was the worst thing, in my opinion, that could have happened. Because now we put ourselves at a crossroad where could Sam be the guy? Probably not. But we would have had a yes or no answer by the end of the year. We already know Matt's not the guy. So why go back to him? So 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 DeMarco answered this earlier. And I'm going to say it exactly the way he said it. Matt Ryan gives us the best chance to lose. <laughs> that's why. That's, that's, that's that is why, and and I are, agree with it. Are any of us mad mean? if we lose out? No, no. I'm so not. that's why Matt Ryan is the starter. That's what we're saying. The, the only reason I'm mad when we lose is because we make it close. Yeah, exactly. Because we, you give me give that, that taste. We give us, we give us that little <laughs> bit of line to argue what we could have done better. Yeah, I'm like, oh wait, wait, wait. Like I told y'all before, when we lost to Philly, I said it. Losing by one is the worst feeling ever. Why? Because I want to go. I want to go analyze everything we could have done better to win that game. But if we lose by forty, motherfucker, we just suck. And I'm okay with that. And I'll admit that. 
if we lost by 40. When we lost to the Patriots, bro, we just lost. When right. we got shut out to Jacksonville, we just lost. Then, there was there was nowhere near there was no me spending extra time looking at analytics and looking at things and trying to be like, well, how did we this lose? Where could we, we have done better? Yep. And now, what you know, except for the Washington game, the Tennessee game, you know, the 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 uh, Eagles game, the Eagles you know, even the Chiefs game of Wow, we won. Yeah, the Chiefs game, <laughs> the, the Denver game, you know, and then you got uh, uh, even the Raiders game. We barely won. We won twenty five to twenty. And I'm looking at these games, and I'm like, what could we have done better? And, and no, I'm like, the Steelers game. I'm like. That takes me back to the original can of worms that you were talking about, Damon. Like, exactly what you said coming out in the passing offense. That's when I turned my TV off. That's when I said I'm going to bed. It was the uh, right before we went down 16-3, before we punted and the Steelers went down to score. It was because we came out. We went shotgun. It was an incomplete pass. Second pass was a screen. And then we had we was in third and long. So what's the Colts are going to do? Oh, they're going to throw it again. I, turned, I, I smacked whatever I was sitting next to, and I turned my fucking TV off. Whole new <laughs> offense that, has to be implemented next year. Uh, we it, have it to have a brand-new staff, brand-new offense. Everybody has to learn everything new next year. We can't continue to run this revised, fake West Coast high school offense that we're running right now. You know this what is I not going to work. Do you know what I miss? Watching this offense this year, I miss Chuck Pagano. <laughs> Because he made it simple for us, right? He made it <laughs> simple for us. It was either we were blowing someone the fuck out or they were blowing us the fuck out. It was one or the other. But our and offense was doing some shit because when we got blown out, it was usually 40-something to 20-something. We still averaged over 24 points a game even if we lost. <laughs> so Jeff, <it's> <laughs> hey, Jeff Saturday makes you said I'm cracking y'all up. What I do? What I do? Jeff Saturday makes a good point. It doesn't if, – if they know your plays, if they know exactly what you're doing, if you win your one-on-ones, the play works. Every time. Yeah, that's facts. That's, but no, but our, dudes, mean, our dudes aren't mean, doing that's that. That's what I said about Alec Pierce. I said you got to want it more. Like it, it's not a rookie wall. It's not some strategic defense. Like, bro, look, you're 6'3". You're 220 pounds. You run a four-fucking-three. You're fast as JT. There is no reason. You can't go up and just tell a defender – I'm going to kick your ass for four quarters. And then sell the pass interference. He doesn't sell him. No, he tries to look for him is the problem. He doesn't yeah. sell him, though. He doesn't sell him. He gets up like, throw I'm like, like oh. what was it? I want to say it was a, it was a play. He, he was going against the Steelers DB. He goes like this. You got one hand up, and the ball goes incomplete. He immediately turns to the ref. That's not going to get you a pass interference. Let's- that was that was on the left side of the field. It was like uh, a trailing safety, like one on one coverage on the you, far left side. As a big yeah. guy, as a big guy, as a defender, if you want the flag, you have to do exactly what Jelani Woods did against the um, against Mike uh, Mike Fitzpa- Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, no, Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, Jelani Woods goes up with both hands. Minka Fitzpatrick has to grab his body. And slap at the arms, and you get a, P, a PI. And just like Matt said when he was sitting there, when we were sitting there watching it, Matt said, "I don't think that's PI. We got away with one there." But if you go up with <laughs> two hands, bro, you no, go up with two hands, you let the ref know I'm trying to get the ball. The ref is gonna give you that flag. But Alec Pierce is over here, like. The ref gonna look at you like, bro, you're not trying. Like, I'm not. Yeah, you're not even trying. I'm not throwing that. Jelani, Jelani definitely stole that PI though. I I do, I do a touch on that. He stole that. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Because I looked at it, I looked at it live. But he was cooking. I was like, no way. He was cooking all game. 
But that's yeah. what I'm saying. You have to, and, when you're a receiver, and, you're a big dude. You're not some little quick shifty guy. You have to sell the hell out of that because you're bigger than these DBs that are guarding yep. you. The refs are not going to cut you that slack. No, I want to I want to make a comment on what Damon said too, right? You're not going to get those offensive PIs until you're cooking, right? Exactly. You're not, or the defensive, you're not going to get those called for you until you're beating the defense. Alec Pierce, he wasn't doing shit last week. Yeah, exactly. You I got felt bad for uh, Go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I kind of felt I, I kind of felt bad for MPJ because he was really beating himself up after the game. But I went back and watched the game, specifically the first half, because because uh, he kind of warmed up in the second half a little bit, as well did all the receivers. But a lot of those throws Matt Ryan were making were failing him. I mean, that has no They they both took a lot of blame for that. They both. That has I no don't. Arm. I, I just I don't like I don't like a lot of a lot of that. I feel like a lot of that was his misdirection, terrible throws, not leading people open. It, I want to say they were. I want to also say they were terrible designs. Especially first, first we two did, plays. We did, we did yeah. First we, two plays yeah, the game. We definitely talked. We talked about that earlier before you came on. That that first interception was a terrible design play. You should never have two receivers in the same area. At all. That's, that's shit that Madden teaches you. Yeah. That, that, coach's suggestion. <laughs> yeah. Coach, coach suggestion never puts two receivers in the same area for me. All right. It just never happens. And and they're literally Ashton Doolin and, and Michael Pittman were standing right there. So. What if, I mean, I don't think this, I, I, I can see this happening because I, I don't know how we're going to piece together tomorrow. Um, offensively, I don't know how we're going to match their personnel to guard their pass rush. But do y'all see a situation where Sam gets into the second half if Matt Ryan just really does terrible? Y'all don't see it? You think Jeff's going to stick to that guy? The reason reason I don't see it is because of the fact that when Jeff Saturday came in, right, he said Sam is our starter. And then three days later he says, okay, yeah, we're starting Matt Ryan on game day. Um, Jeff feels that, that veteran empathy, you know, he feels the fact that Matt Ryan is on his roster. He's a 15-year veteran. I'm going to go with the guy that I think I can trust who's been in this league for a long time, and he's going to give me the best chance to win. That's what Jeff Saturday thinks personally. That's what I think Jeff Saturday thinks, and that's why he continuously goes with Matt Ryan. I don't think there's a situation in which he benches Matt Ryan unless it's like Matt has three picks. It's the first half, and it's a blowout already. Only way he's – takes him out as if the game is just out of reach and like, hey, I'm not you're that, a vet. I'm not gonna get you killed. Then we'll put in Sam and you'll be the starter next week. That could potentially be tomorrow. <laughs> so it, which uh, what I'm alluding to, but how could uh, but I don't the reason the reason I say it is the reason I say it is because I don't think it would be permanent. You would just bench him for the rest of that game and then next week Matt would be the starter again. That's I think I think Sam I think Sam starting the rest of the year is the absolute best decision you can make for this team. I don't know. I don't know how anyone could argue different. I, I don't I get it. I personally don't think whoever starts QB really matters at that point. I personally think it's just lose. No matter what, honestly, you got, the, you got the best chance to lose with Matt Ryan because hey, yeah, it works out and he wins you three games. At this point, at this point, our offense has nothing. You're firing everybody at the end of the season because you 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 already know you're bringing in a brand new head coach. Jeff's not coming back. You're bringing in a new head coach. Yep, you're bringing in a new head coach. He's get, he's going to bring in his his own staff. He's going to bring in his own staff. So everyone that's on this staff right now is gone. Hopefully, hopefully, maybe someone keeps Gus. I want to keep Gus, but everybody offensively at least is gone. 
And then and then you're yeah. gonna want to get a head coach his 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 rookie QB. So what's the point? And winning. I mean, the players already are on Twitter and Instagram saying shit like there's nothing to play for. The, the, the team alone already feels that way. What's there to play for? What, we, because we're three games out of the playoffs? So well, we make the playoffs and then we – and then we, and then we, and then we I don't think we're done. So, yeah, just him. But we, we, we make the playoffs and then what? We set ourselves back another two years? And we just look like garbage again next year? I don't yeah. think the quarter. I don't think whoever's under center is going to make a difference. I think we're going to lose with Sam. We're going to lose with Matt. I don't think Sam's our future at all. The only difference I see here is with with Matt Ryan, we have a better passer. That's just the only That's difference it. I really see here. Like, I, I, I don't even think, think. I don't even think we have a better passer. I just think we have someone who's smarter and has more experience. Yeah. I'm I'm completely off the Matt Ryan train. That. That, I was. Uh, we were never really on it. Yeah, I, I was know. never. I was. <laughs> really on it. I, mean, I know we never really were, but I was. Just, I was I'm, on the Wentz train, and I even bought his jersey. I didn't buy a Matt Ryan jersey. <laughs> I don't even want to get into that topic either. But I got a. I got I a mean, Buckner jersey. So <laughs> we got a. I mean, I, we got to start thinking about how we're going to get this guy off the roster, and retirement's what we can pray for right now. Uh, but if not, we're going to take what an eighteen million dollar dead cap hit, right? Nineteen million, eighteen. That's why I'm hoping he retires. Oof. Do us a favor, buddy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because like, please. Hey, but uh, we got a new uh, commenter in the crowd. We got Trey. Trey. Hey, so what are you doing in out, here? Uh, so, Matt so, just a better game manager at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what I said again for the third time on this show. Matt Ryan just gives us the best chance to lose. Um, and it's not personally just his arm. It's just the fact that he can't move. And if teams were like, like imagine like if you're playing Madden, right? And you're playing against like a little kid. And hey, hold on. Don't, 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 don't talk about Madden with Trey up here on comments. He don't like what I used to do to him on Madden. <laughs> he's one of, he's it's one right of my, there. he's one of my old soldiers. And he he but, does um, not like what I used to do to him on Madden. Yeah, the I mean, PTSD. either way, either way, either way, Trey, when you were little, think about when you were eight and you were playing against your older brother or something. And all he used to do is just run the all out blitz. And he couldn't do anything. He's either going to throw you a pick or you're just going to sack him and he can't really do anything. That's pretty much what it would be against this Colts offense. You just keep running nonstop awesome blitzes because what are they going to do? Matt Ryan can't get the ball out quick enough. He can't make a decision quick enough. And the offensive line it doesn't really seem like they have good enough athletes with the same brain at the same time to think to, oh, let me open up my hips quick because the pass rusher is coming. So it's like, like one way or another, it's just like we're going to keep doing the same thing. Teams are going to keep pressuring us when we get in those third and longs because that's what we've been in pretty much all year. And um, see, now I'm gonna have to go play Madden after this. <laughs> play against me. Play against me. I'm I mean, ready. All right, all right. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and move on to Dallas. All right, because we're 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 talking about dreadful things and it's getting depressing. And oh, Ryan you said dreadful on. things are getting depressing because this tomorrow's bad. Be- it's about to get bad. All right, keep uh, Key I'm gonna, hey, I'm going to tell all Colts fans right now. Hey, just take your feelings out for tomorrow. Just just take your feelings, put them to the yeah. side, and just watch this game as a completely non-Colts fan. I'm going to answer this right now. Who's better, Max or CJ? Max. All right. Max Duggan. It's still Max CJ. Duggan. It's still CJ. Nah. I'm not, I'm not on the CJ train. Colin Murray so- 2.0. I'm sorry, you guys. It's still CJ. CJ is the more talented quarterback. It's just, it's just, it's just one of those things. Um, you could name a hundred quarterbacks more talented than Tom Brady. Doesn't mean they're better. 
No, facts. Oh, oh. It, it does mean they're better. It just means their teams are tight like that, that's just, it's just it's just more team specific. Who can you build a better team around the quarterback? There Let anybody go. tell you what they want to. I'm gonna tell you right now. Just because Tom Brady has more Super Bowl rings than other people, you can go look back at his teams, and I guarantee you, you'll find better teams. Tom Brady took less money to have better teams. I'm gonna tell you this right now. Let me let me um, let me say let me say this too. Then, since you say that, because when it comes between Max and CJ, which quarterback do you see Indy specifically taking historically? Uh, so it, it just depends on where we're drafting at. No, we no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let's no, say, no, let's, no. Nope, nope, nope. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to think about it. Historically, historically, we would take we would take Max over CJ. Okay, okay. but put it this way: Who's the top five quarterback? Uh, Max. CJ. Max no, is Max is, is ranked number two. No, he's right not. Now. Yes, no, he is behind Is Bryce Young and CJ Stroud? Nope. Just Those on prospects, on prospects, but in the no. season, it is Max ranked number two behind Caleb Williams. No. I mean, it's, it's yes. chart. No, Matt's right. Matt's right. Yes, he is. Robinson's number one on the whole chart. No, no it is Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. They are one and two. As but, prospects um, coming out but, of college in the draft, yes, they are one and two because the media has hyped them up to be. I mean, I'm not talking about the media. I'm talking about from what I see. I'm talking about the two guys that give you the biggest ceiling right now are C.J. Shroud and it is Bryce Young. You look at the level of competition they play against. You look at the teams that they are playing on and who they play against. I'm not saying that Max Duggan can't be a guy. I'm not I'm not trying to be that guy. I'm not saying he can't. But I'm talking about what they play against, who they play against, how they lead their teams, and how long they've been doing it. For, for, one, for one, Alabama is not what they used to be. They don't even look that good. Even with Bryce Young, they don't look that good. Uh, but if you look at when they had their backup quarterback who couldn't even beat a non-ranked team versus the next week when they come out and they have Bryce Young back and they look they put up 40 points against, uh, t- against Tennessee, they look nah. like two different two different teams. I'm telling you right now. Look. We're not getting either of them either way. So yeah, Exactly. That's my, that's my point. So it's like that's why I say it depends on where you're drafting. So if I have the number one overall pick and you have to choose, you're going to take the most talented guy. And I, you have to take CJ there. You pass on CJ, you take Max, and it doesn't work out, you're going to look completely astonished. If you take Max at number one and he don't work out, people are going to be like, what the fuck were you doing? So that's my point there. Like, you have to take the guy with the highest ceiling there. Now, if you're sitting around number 15, number 20, something like that, and both of them somehow still be on the board, and you choose to take either one, when I watch the games, I watch Max play, I'm like, oh, I have a late round pick. I'm going to take a chance on this kid, Duggan, who every time when he goes down, he comes out. This guy puts his heart on the line. This guy gives me effort. This guy leads me with with a with a top a top 30 receiver, a top 40 running back. And this guy takes the ball himself. He throws the ball. He does this, this, and that. Then that's when you can go ahead and take that guy. But I'm talking just out of talent, you got to take CJ. Mm, I don't think so. I just think it all depends on the quarter on the on who your coach is, who he wants at quarterback. And who gives a shit what the talent says on the draft boards? Cuz you got media fucking Look, Mill Kipper, Mill Kipper was a goddamn draft fucking analysis for like I 10 years. I don't trust anything Mill Kipper says. Oh, well, yeah, you don't now. Before he went to the Raiders, everyone trusted that man. Everyone, no, including Mel Kiper, GM. Mel Kiper has never went to the Raiders. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Then where would he it's go? Hardly- you're, you're talking about Mike Mayock. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. That fucking guy. 
<laughs> Everyone trusted that guy too <laughs> until he went to the Raiders, and now no one trusts him. I didn't trust him then either. You were like 15 years old when that man was made. Okay, right we got to get to a key matchup because we went down a rabbit hole with these quarterbacks. <laughs> we're not gonna it's going to be a rabbit hole. This, that's who I opened with and I started with. Every Colts fan is going to have their own opinion on quarterback. and They're all going to want their own guy. I'm going to just tell you right now, don't take Will Levis or I'm not going to watch. Yeah, I like Bryce and I like Max. I don't like C.J. Stroud. I don't like anyone out of Ohio. I got to give myself some credit. Jim Ursay right now, do not take Will Levis or you lose a fan. <laughs> <laughs> two months ago, Max Duggan is a Chris Ballard guy. Did I not say that? Give me my credit. Please do. I said that. I don't remember. Y'all said <laughs> I, don't know I didn't was, watch enough TCU I don't, know, I don't know if it was two months ago, but I do remember you saying that. It was about two months know, ago. I remember two weeks ago. It was the no, game I said it two weeks ago. It was yeah, the Baylor game. I said it. But I don't remember. I, I He may have said it. I remember everybody getting jumping on the train that game. Ashley probably remembers. But key matchups. <laughs> uh, Ashley key says matchup. Yannick needs to play good and pay. Actually, Ashley, I'm completely off the um Yannick train as far as is um taking him away from the Colts. Yannick has done what he's supposed to do. Uh, I'll trust him to be back. Pay that man. I don't think yeah exactly. Yep. Keep keep the guy as far as what he's done his numbers. I think it just took a little while for him to come on when we needed him to show up. He did so. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with the key matchups. I got one that I don't <laughs> think anybody's gonna say. I think I think uh, Demarco's gonna say uh, Buck, and that's why he's wearing Buck. Um, I'm gonna go Rodney McLeod again. I went with him against Philly, and I'm gonna go with him. Um, this week against Dallas, and I'm going to say it's because of his experience playing against Dallas. It's not that much a difference off a different offense than what he was used to playing when he was there in Philly. Uh, the only difference is Amari Cooper is not there. So, Rodney McLeod, <clears throat> key matchup. You go, Damon. Yeah, go ahead, Damon. My key matchup is avoid Micah Parsons at all costs. <laughs> Matt yeah, Ryan, we doing that. <laughs> hold on to the ball. No, but seriously, um, pass rush. Our offense line versus their pass rush. That's going to be make or break for us. I'm going to say it again. I said it last week or two weeks ago with the Eagles game. that we held up pretty well. But, yeah, blocking is going to come down to for us on offense. And we'll see. Um, uh, that's my key matchup as well. I agree with Damon 100%. It's offensive line versus this Cowboys defensive line. That's the whole reason why we think that we're going to lose by 30 points or whatever. Um, yeah, it, it, this, this offensive line has got to keep this, um, Cowboys defensive line at bay. Uh, if we don't, then we'll see a bunch of sacks. We'll see Trayvon Diggs getting an interception. We'll even see Malik Hooker celebrating and going to the crowd, just like Nick Sirianni and saying, this one was for Frank. Um, Except, 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 Nick did that in Indy. We're playing in Dallas, so he's yeah, probably I mean, not going to do that. Either way, Malik Hooker's still going to celebrate and think, "Oh, y'all let me go for Julian Blackman." So, I like Hooker. <laughs> I like Hooker though. So he'll, he'll have something to celebrate. I did too, but I have He could never stay on the field. I mean, we had him for four years, and the dude could never stay on the field. So, I mean, uh, um, to answer uh, to answer Ashley's question, who's going to take Brayden Smith's spot? What I'm hoping is that. What I'm hoping is that it's not prior. What I'm hoping is that Danny Pinner somehow gets thrown into that mix. No, 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 no. Dennis Kelly. Dennis Dennis Kelly. Dennis Kelly. One of the two. One of the two. It's going to be Matt Pryor. I don't want to see. It's going to be Matt Pryor. It's going to be Matt Pryor. I don't want to see Pinter. 
Uh, well, no, I didn't want to see him at right tackle. I was just, if they were going to shift anybody around, I would ex- I would expect Danny Pinter to have been thrown in there. But Chad says uh, key matchup is uh, JT against the Colts line. I think you should say JT against Park Frazier. Is Park Frazier going to give him enough carries? <laughs> That's what you should be saying. Yeah, uh, Will Freya. What about him? <laughs> Ashley, Will Freya. <laughs> I also yeah. want to say that, you know, as long as uh, old boy at left tackle doesn't fucking take as many holding penalties as he had I, in the past. I do want to say uh, I've seen a lot of Colts fans try and um, post some of the snaps that Anthony Costanzo took as a rookie. Versus Mark um, Ryman stats as a rookie. A lot of Colts fans love to just go back in history and just compare something to something else. And they say, oh, yeah, we're going to be okay. Um, Anthony Costanzo had given up five sacks in 657 offensive snaps. Bernard Ryman has given up six sacks in 350-something stats uh, or 50-something snaps. So if you actually look at those numbers, if you gave Bernard Ryman another 300 snaps, he would have about 10 to 12 sacks. So those numbers don't really relate to Colts fans. You can't think everybody is going to turn out. One Colt is going to be another Colt. We really got to stop believing that, and we got to start watching the game with our eyes and stop thinking that every stat adds up. Not not only that, I'm going to make this comment that a lot of people don't realize. When it comes to calculating stats for an offensive line, it's almost impossible to get that 100% accurate, right? Because – when they're when they're creating these stats for offensive lines, they need to take too many things into consideration, such as what scheme they're playing, uh, what position they're at, things like that, right? So they look at film, and they don't even look at film; they just look at where the guy was in the area that comes and gets in the sack. EFF and some other stat pages had said that offensive line is the hardest to rank and grade just because of that. It's just too hard to make it accurate. So six of those sacks that are supposedly on him uh, could also be on Quentin Nelson. And it was could a also be on the quarterback like for holding the damn ball. Could also be on the quarterback because Matt Ryan does hold the ball extremely long. It could be uh, to where uh, Raymond decides to block a blitzing linebacker. He lets the edge guy go because Jonathan Taylor is supposed to be there. Jonathan Taylor get gets the block initially. Matt Ryan steps up and then he gets hit. That was a play that happened last week. Yep. Um, I'm just saying it's, there's too much that goes into consideration uh, when it comes to st- you know putting real stats on offensive linemen. It's, it's which is personally why I don't like watching stats. I like to watch the fucking game. Just go watch right. film. Like right. for all the stats and analytic people, the reason why Jim Ursay don't like analytics because they don't tell you how the game is actually going. Like yeah, you can look at a guy having two catches for 43 yards. But then if you look at one catch, one catch went for three yards, the other went for 40. Oh, yeah, he's got a great average. Stats. Yeah, look at me. I don't fucking like that, bro. Watch the fucking game. Go ask the L.A. Rams how uh, analytics are working out for them this season. Yeah, Matt Stafford just got shut down for the year. Yeah, he's put on IR. So, yeah, uh, that's personally another reason just why I don't like PFF and all these other analytical things. But that's a whole other story for a different day. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, let's let's go ahead. Predictions, if we really want to do this. Yeah, I don't know if we really want to do this. I don't know. If cool fans want to hear my answer. I mean, you, you want to start? What? You don't We're really gonna... care about people's opinion. You want to start? <laughs> and, while, and while he's doing that, I'm going to go ahead and just put up a. I got the Colts. Twenty-four seventeen. What? What? 
You picked the Colts? Here we yep. go. Just, just because. Never, hey, Colts fan, I was not expecting Damon to pick the Colts. Okay. Hey, the this reminds me of the game. 23-0, Colts over Cowboys. Remember that? 24-17, yep. Colts today. Watch. Yeah, I do, I do remember that game. You yeah, even have a guy, score in 24? That's the, guy, that's the guy that dropped the ball today so many times. I kept yelling at him, catch the goddamn ball, because he could have helped Max out a lot if he wouldn't have to run so damn much. What I wish the one of the few things I wish Max would do is step into his throws. So that's part of one of his uh, development things. They were saying that, uh, and uh, also his uh, decision making sometimes. So one of a couple of his knocks. Uh, so I actually have this game being a. I changed my score a little bit. Um, I got to be in thirty-four to seventeen. Unfortunately, the Cowboys kick our ass. Okay. Uh, before I go, Chad says 27-17 Cowboys. Uh, I actually have 34 Cowboys and six Colts. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, ex- like I, don't I said, like 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 I said, Colts fans, take your feelings out of tomorrow, <laughs> you know, especially if you got kids, don't be moping around all day. Expect to lose. Don't come in here and being like, hey, why did we get our asses whooped? Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? We know how the Colts are going to play. Um, we know what our record is. We know how this Colts team is going to be. Do not be surprised when things just do not go our way. It's just expect what to see. And don't be upset all day. You know, you know, have fun with your kids and expect the loss. And if you want to go to bed early, you're probably going to get that chance. Oh, yeah. I, I expect to be in bed by <laughs> damn uh, midnight. Or not by midnight, by halftime. Yep. So, yep. Enjoy this one, Colts fan. You know, at least if you if you're like me and you love football, you're gonna you're gonna you know have some good film to watch. Pull that throw back up, Matt. Pull back oh, that yeah. throw up. That was a rainbow like just lob for a back shoulder fade. Beautiful throw to Savion Williams. Please pull that rainbow fade back up. This is one of the things I've noticed that he does a lot too. If you notice, he does. He's got perfect touch. Look at that rainbow. He was off today. That offensive line was horrid. Just this guy, just, I don't know. So for all you guys that don't know, the reason why this film is on here is Matt has completely shifted all his love. He doesn't care about any other quarterbacks in this goddamn draft. He is all (laughs) sold in on Max Duggan. He likes this guy's big arm, his big playability. He loves his running ability. But most of all, uh, what we've all seen is this guy is a gamer. This guy, when 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 a game is on the line, he turns it up to another level. Um, He goes out and he battles. He fights. He'll take on hits. Kind of reminds you of Andrew Luck, the way he'll run into some people. We really don't want to see that too much. But the guy is... Is one of those guys that you just don't see him drop his head when the game is just getting too tough. And and that's what Matt loves. Matt is sold in on this guy. Me personally, I'm still all open because we don't know where we're gonna pick. Um, but yeah, this is this is Matt's guy on who he wants I, to be. The Indianapolis calls for the twenty twenty three. But like but like DeMarco says, it all depends on where we draft. Right? Like I said, if we stick around that fourteenth area, Max is probably gonna be our guy. Look how many guys are wide open. See, I don't. That's what I don't like to see when we're evaluating college QBs. I don't want to see guys wide open like that all day. Just yeah, but he's. But these are just stupid highlights that somebody put together on YouTube. Yeah, they yeah, no, no, yeah, no. I'm just, I'm just. They saying, don't like grab. It. They don't, they, and it's always touchdowns. You know, they don't ever grab the first down throws, the third, the third, yeah. whatever that they have to do, where they have to, you know, thread the needle, things exactly. like that. Exactly, and exactly what I tell. And he does do it. Watch so. the film, like watch the film of yeah. of Max of Max Duggan today versus uh K State. Like I'm telling you, 
Watch this guy. His receivers are just dropping the ball. And I don't, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, the defender made a great play. He had one hand. Up. No, catch that shit, bro. You're, you're, you, when you go to the NFL, you get paid to catch the goddamn ball. And so Max Duggan sees that his receivers are dropping the ball. They're getting offensive PIs. And this motherfucker just runs for 60 yards in two separate plays, dude. Like, those are the plays that don't get accounted for. Um, like I said, I'd lo- I like to have them. Um, so see how it goes. Hey, Devils just won. 3-2, baby. Let's go. Don't forget, Hendon Hooker was a Heisman finalist until he got hurt, and he'll be somewhere in that second, third round. Exactly, Coles fans. That's why I say it's all about where we draft and what it could be. Hey, if we got like a number 12 pick and we go get us like a pass rusher or a corner, I will not be mad because there will be some second-round QBs that may slip a little bit. Don't forget, Hendon Hooker was torching SEC defenses, getting punched in the mouth and coming right back down the field. Throwing people open. Don't forget it. And he's mobile too. So Don't forget it. Like I said, Colts fans, our our upside could be really good as long as we stay away from Will Levis. Put this in your highlight row, uh, Will, if you go off one of these days, but I highly doubt it. So, I uh, I only want us to win one game for the rest of this year. It's against the Cowboys. No, it's not against the Cowboys. I can give two shit. Texans. Texans. You want to know why? Because if the Cowboys win, there's like free pizza and shit that happens around here, all right? I live in Dallas. I get free stuff when they win. But, no, um... I don't even care if we beat Houston. I don't care. Whatever. The one team I want to beat is the Chargers. And the only reason I want to beat the Chargers so is my – AFC West? Well, yeah, that. Plus, <laughs> the my boss is a Chargers fan. <laughs> I'd be in their office talking shit for a whole week. But I'd be like, you lost to the worst team in football. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'd rather just beat the Cowboys and beat them convincingly. And then lose the rest of the way, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this Colts team? And I could just sit there and be like, see, we just need a quarterback, bro. No, but then at that point, then we need to beat the Cowboys. Then we need to beat the Vikings. No, nope, the other games then we can lose. Then, nope, because then it's like, what's wrong with this team? They could beat this team, but they can't beat that team. But, that's, just, but that's the thing. But that's the thing with the, the Vikings. Media. It gets but that's the, the thing media. with the Vikings too. The Vikings have only lost nah, two games. Nah, nah, nah. I know you and I are on the same page, but in the media's eyes, they're going to be like, what the hell is going you know, on? You know, you remember when uh, Zach uh, – or not Zach. Uh, Damon was saying that he thinks the Vikings were real. Yeah, I do right? remember they that. lost that game, right? You no, and I both – No, no, Damon, Damon I'm, not even, I'm not even trying to take a shot at you. It, <laughs> when you said that, I didn't even realize the Cowboys – or the Vikings have like the 27th ranked defense. I didn't even know that when we had said that. <laughs> I didn't even know that when we had said that. I, I just – the Vikings will be in the NFC Championship. Lock. No. He says lock. He says no. lock. It's going to be the Niners and the I'm, Eagles. I'm, I'm it's going to be Marco. It's going to be – hold on, hold on, hold on. DeMarco probably said the most the most accurate thing he's ever said in his life. And that's even when he said I do to his wife. All right. <laughs> the 49ers <laughs> and the Eagles are probably going to be in the NFC Championship game. But the Niners are going to lose – and Niner fans are going to be calling for Jimmy G to be traded again. <laughs> and then the Ooh. Eagles are going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, that's a tough three games the next season. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what going to And then Colts fans are going to be like, let's get Jimmy G. Let's get Jimmy G. And, and all the 49ers will get Jimmy back. Uh, Ashley, says, win games. Ashley says who you want to go to the Super Bowl personally. I the Colts. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, but – uh. I want to see Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. That's I don't want the Chiefs in there right now. I don't right want the now, Chiefs. Mike McDaniel's personal. and the Miami Dolphins. 
Nah, give me the Chiefs. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, but there is no there's no head coach in the NFL that has the personality of Mike McDaniels. I'm sorry. There, there is not. There is not. But I love Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is my guy. Nah, fuck that guy. I just absolutely nah, nah, nah. I love I love my guy Patrick Mahomes. That's my guy. I just think Mike McDaniels is probably the – he's a vibe. He's a whole-ass vibe down there in Miami, and it's – I'm here for it. I'm here for it. He, he straight told – uh, Tua on the sideline. Hey, hey, you he said in I, high school. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I told him I watched your tape and you were trash. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, it's I was dying. I was like, I can't believe he said that shit, dude. It's so funny. Oh man, that guy is just a character. I absolutely love that guy. For just, I wish we had Mc, like we had McDaniel's. Like, why couldn't we fire Frank last year and hire McDaniel's? We could exactly. suck this year, and I'd still be I'd still be laughing because McDaniel's that's exactly what happened when me and Damon were having that conversation. I thought Frank should have been fired after the whole like if Wentz wasn't the guy, and that was Frank's choice, and he had the power to pull that trigger. I don't know why he wasn't fired then, but uh, that's another conversation as well. And yep. Ashley, no, I do not want. I will let I will let us draft anybody except for Will Levis. I don't care if we go draft some guy from freaking Coastal Carolina from freaking from. We can take Shador Sanders from Jackson State, even though he's never played against a Power Five school. Stay away from Will Levis. Just do it. Just stay away from him. Uh, Trey, I definitely uh, I disagree on that one. Yeah, Ravens ain't going to no Super Bowl, bro. That's secondary <laughs> garbage. That secondary is garbage. But uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Yes, sir. We appreciate you guys. Hey, All the remember, comments. remember to share uh, if you can. But to like and subscribe, most of all, those help us to keep growing and Make building sure. this thing. We appreciate all you guys. We want to get to all of you guys' comments um, each and every time we turn it on to, to view. If, if you're help. new here, if you're new here, go ahead and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. Twitter, IG, and, and Spotify. And on Spotify. And on Spotify. We are follow on Spotify. Spotify. If you follow on Spotify, you get an update each and every time that Matt updates the, the, the audio. So you guys can hear us talk about it. Even though, if you know, the video might be a little bit better because you get to see my funny expressions and stuff like that. But it is <laughs> You get to see me sitting here if drinking. If you want to just listen to the conversation, it is on Spotify. We appreciate all you guys. That's big, big facts. Make sure you share too. get some more of these uh, other fans in here. Um, as as the season comes to a close, we will do a playoff bracket. Um, I'm thinking about doing that. I know I didn't bring that up to you guys yet. My bad. Uh, we'll talk about that on the side, but we're most likely to do a playoff bracket. Um, we'll do we'll do a whole episode to where. Because the Colts, uh, in my opinion, are not going to make the playoffs. So when it comes to the playoffs, once it hits playoffs, we're going to turn in uh, uh, shift gears a little bit and be an all NFL show during the playoffs. I think that's probably the safest way to go. Um, and then once the Super Bowl concludes, uh, we're going to hit our offseason strides. And we're going to uh, go right into free agency. I turn into the Black Adam Schefter. I'm ready. Yep. yep. And – uh if you go back a couple years ago, we we did do free agencies. We did uh, a whole fifty-three man roster. Almost. Yep, 
we and uh, like actually, for some of you guys, me and Matt have discussed it once. I don't know if Damon or Trev or Zach or any of the guys are going to be interested in this, but um, me and Matt will be discussing to try and do some some um, actually on time breaking news and stuff like that, and, and update quick uh, tidbit videos um, just to give you guys a little bit more content, um, more videos. You know, I know you guys love to see our faces and whatnot, but um, that's something me and Matt been talking it, about. We'll it, love it, to it, 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 it real time. It may not show the backgrounds that we have now, you know, my cool Super Bowl. You know, I might be at work or something. You're probably, yeah, you probably see me in a truck. Whatever. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably you'll probably see me in my office. You'll see a bunch of army shit up. But yeah, back in the day, we used to do it. Uh, we did um, we did a we did a whole free agency like wish list. We did updates um around the league. Uh, we did our draft. Uh, we we concluded on a draft. We followed the draft, the whole thing. And then after the draft, we did our own 53-man roster, which we broke up into about – I think it was about eight weeks I think it took us to do um, – where we cut, we cut down our roster down to 53, um, trying to equalize it across the board. That was probably the toughest thing we'd ever done in our lives. Hey, have some that trivia was, for you all too. Who was the first person that every single one of us cut first? <laughs> Don't answer Ashton it. Doolin. Ashton <laughs> Doolin. <laughs> And here he is, still here today, still here today. So, and we're hurting without him. <laughs> yeah, so just so you guys know, uh, this, this the show is completely back, and during the offseason, we will not go away. We will be here, un, uh, you know, bringing great content, Colts stuff, you know, and we'll make sure to have some Colts videos up so that you guys can be watching some Colts highlights because we know everybody misses football throughout the year. So, And we want to try and be one of the top pages on all – the, the the site so and that comes from you guys you guys got to share us man you guys got to get our names out there let people come and drink with us because we're appreciate definitely drinking y'all. appreciate y'all. all right everyone go colts <laughs> go colts he is gonna drop the throw fires deep along the right sideline for alec, alec pierce. pierce he's got it touchdown touchdown alec pierce spikes it into the end zone touchdown Two-yard grab over the shoulder snag.